let's get ready to talk insecurity because you're listening to this insecure life hey so yeah it's july we haven't chatted since march how are you how are you doing if you are eligible, have you been able to be vaccinated once or are you fully there? Um, personally, I am waiting on that sweet, sweet second jab notification, which, uh, fingers crossed, happens soon. And, um, you know, doing, doing my best to not fall into overwhelm, which I have not been very successful at. Uh, especially the last three or so weeks. But, you know, that that happens. So I'm going to continue with not doing um, massive research or script writing. Shout out to the podcasts that are thriving and do those things. It's it's not for me. I can't I can't make it happen. Um, And if I try uh, nothing occurs, which if you've listened to previous episodes, you know, I discuss doing 20% is doing uh, better than sinking into that fear of um, not being perfect. And so I'm just going to not be perfect. And I'm going to do this for me. And I'm going to do this for those who want to (laughs) listen, whether that is every time an episode comes out or whether that's you know, you're discovering this in your search for whatever you're searching for. Um, and mostly today, we're, we're just going to briefly talk about how um, capitalism, this system that we live in, is literally tied to our insecurity. What are you saying? What, Kathleen? What are you talking about? I mean, you might not be saying that, uh, <laughs> but it is. It's um, it's something I've done a lot of thinking about and done some research on, uh, especially in the last year, where everything, you know, everyone wants to rush to get back to normal. And my my response to that is why? Why are we rushing to get back to a society and a system that thrives on keeping (laughs) people feeling bad about themselves, whether it's based on beauty standards or whether it's based on how much income they make or don't make, whether it's how much you can travel and afford to travel because that's a privilege. You know, all these things are tied to this system that lets people, you know, I don't want to say rise to the top because in my opinion, they're not rising to the top. Um, I, I would, I would flip the spectrum. Um, if, if we're looking at a ladder, I'd flip it and they would be at the bottom for me because no one needs to be a billionaire. No one. And if you are hoarding wealth, um, all that tells me is you were very insecure person, for whatever reason. And it would probably do you really, really well to use some of that money to go to therapy and figure out what hole you're trying to fill. Um, 
And I say that as someone who has a problem with shopping. I've, I have a massive um, issue with spending money that I don't necessarily have because it gives me that dopamine hit when I'm feeling low. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I use things to make myself feel better. And that's not always a bad thing. Um, but it's, it's been amazing watching, uh, the last year minimalism take off in the sense of, you know, people can just afford to get rid of things and have very little and they don't have to worry about replacing it. Um, van life, this like idyllic van life, which used to be scoffed at, right? Um, I don't know. Was it, I think it was a TikTok. Yes, I am on TikTok. Yes, I love TikTok. Um, no, I'm not very good at it. And no, I will probably never go viral because you know my content. Um, but it was, it was like talking about Chris Farley's um, SNL skit with lives by, lives in a van down by the river. And I remember, I, I did never watch SNL when I was a child, but I remember the kids in my class who did making fun of that and and just rolling with it and now van life is this like really cool way to like skirt the system because we can't afford houses you know millennials are are not really gonna be in the running (laughs) to purchase um houses and housing insecurity is a real thing and food insecurity um is a real thing and all of this is tied to capitalism why are our basic needs not being that first of all um absolutely they should be everyone should have a basic income universal basic income i'm here for it um no one no one should be houseless um sh- you know there are those people who are who who may choose <laughs> to be houseless and that's their that's their right um but the majority of people I think would probably thrive to have their own their own space um not riddled by rules and restrictions and same with food so there's a um (laughs) Matthew Ribeiro Norley um, on e-international relations actually has a paper um, that they wrote for their undergraduate master's program, apparently, and it's called Capitalism and Insecurity, a Symbiotic Relationship. And um, I will throw that into the comment section if you want to read it. But it's, it's basically everything I'm talking about in the sense that if we want to get nitty-gritty into a very prime example, um, the diet industry, the beauty industry, is a billion-dollar industry. And all it does is capitalize on the insecurities of mostly women or femme-presenting humans. Um... It's, it's realizing, though, it's missing out on the masculine market, on the male market, and it's slowly moving into that. But 
you know, um, there's, there's a reason that that industry is making money and, um, it's tied to capitalism. It's tied to white supremacy. Um, and it's directly linked to our insecurities. Uh, I want to commend Pinterest. I mean, I'm going to also take a little bit of <laughs> credit for them banning um, diet ads. They'll no longer have diet ads on Pinterest, which should be every social media platform. Diet ads should not exist. We should not be fed this information about how to hurt ourselves. Um, can you imagine if there was a ad for, um, I don't know, I can't think of an example right now, but like, you know, here's some bleach. Sure, you can clean with it, but if you also drink it, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's not, it's not okay. Um, and I'll probably do a deep dive episode into some of these things I'm bringing up, but I just, I mostly want to come back at you with why are you so intent on returning to normal? And what is normal? Because there isn't a normal. Um, there's North American normal, and there's European normal, and there's African normal, and Australian normal, and Thai normal, right? Like, all of these normals aren't the same. And is the status quo really benefiting anyone other than that 1% at the top? Um, look at the stats for how much money a billionaire's made in the last year and and where are you at, you know? Um, and that's not to say where you're at's not an okay place and you're feeling financially stable, but think about it, right? If you if you want to crunch the numbers or even Google, someone's done it for you, I'm sure. And um, just putting that into perspective. It's terrifying, yes, but it can also be really liberating to know that there is power in the traumatic experience that we just went through and that we're not quite out of the woods yet with, in my opinion. Um, we know I have anxiety and I'm probably overcautious, but... I would rather be overcautious than have to live with the guilt of potentially having hurt someone because I was careless in not wearing a mask, not getting my vaccine, you know, things like that. Um, and maybe that's just my own self-destructive nature. But um, it's something that you know we we all find those things we can live with and we can't live with and i wouldn't i wouldn't be okay with myself if my actions uh move too fast and and cause death or hurt to someone because i didn't know i had covid and passed it along so that's that disclaimer but you know this the status quo capitalism it's not 
just because it's been this way doesn't mean it's the right way. There have been things that have happened all through human history, and it doesn't make them right. And I think now is the time for us to really decide and make a point to change it. Um, and again, it's it's not... I just... I think there's a lot to be learned through trauma, even if it sucks. And uh, this is one of those things. And it's okay if, you know, for part of it or all of it, you've needed to bury your head in the sand. Um, I always come back to my ostrich image. I'm pretty sure I've talked about that before. But that's, that's literally a way of coping. And it's okay. Um, but we are forced into this system. Um, I was born into this capitalist system. I didn't choose it. Nothing I consume is ethical as, as many as my choices I try to make as ethically as possible. Um, buying from small shops, buying local vegetables, local fruits, local meats, um, you know, supporting my community first. Uh, <laughs> but it's not ethical. Even even how I make money working in nonprofits, it's it's not it's not ethical. Why how is that ethical? I was on a call the other day and it was a nonprofit call and I think there was one woman of color on the call and it was it was about fifteen of us. How is that ethical? Why? Why do white women, why are they drawn to nonprofit work? You know, like, and, and I'm not saying any of these things are bad. I'm just saying now is the time to question this link between capitalism and insecurity. So that's, that's the episode. How, how can we question it? What are things that have you've wondered over the last year that maybe link back to it? Have you gained confidence? Have you, have you found yourself more steady, full of self-esteem, able to sort of know who you are? In the last year, I've seen a lot of um, transitions. A lot of people change their aesthetic, come to find what their gender means to them and, and, and who they are. And... If you think that would have happened with us continuing along the fully capitalistic um, path, don't get me wrong, there was a lot of things, you know, if we had shut down everything completely worldwide for two, three months, you know, instead of these like kind of shutdowns, no air travel is going to continue, but only for like work, none of that stuff needed to actually happen, but it happened because because of the quote-unquote economy, which is a made-up thing. Humans made it up. Humans also created money. Odd. Um, so, don't, don't get me wrong, that the system still existed. It continued. But um, 
that little bit of pause, that little bit of reprieve gave people the space to reconnect with themselves in a way that maybe they've never been able to. It gave them the space to reflect and reflection is so important. Um, so that's it. I'm just going to maybe rattle off a couple more questions and, um, we'll, we'll chat again soon, but yeah, I, I just, if you have time, if you have space, if you have capacity, think, think about the things you're most insecure about. I, my body dysmorphia is off the charts because we're coming into bikini season, everyone's dieting season, quarantine, you know, no longer exists. We can go out in public and I was already fat and I've, I've become fatter, um, the last year and I don't feel connected to my body. And would I feel connected to my body if the diet industry didn't exist? Would I even think twice about that doesn't look good on me? Or would I just put something on that I love and, and go about my day, you know? Um, would I feel more worthy if my worth wasn't seemingly tied because of capitalism to my productivity, to how much money I make, to the items I own, whether that's, you know, my blanket is from, um, a lot of my blankets are from Army and Navy, which no longer exists. Um, or would I feel better if my blanket was a Pendleton blanket? You know, like, these are the questions we need to ask. What's, what's the difference? How, how do these things show up in our lives? What am I insecure about? <laughs> and is it something that I personally am insecure about or is it something the world's telling me I need to be insecure about? And then maybe if we all do some of these reflections, we think about ourselves in regards to where the insecurity shows up we might be able to actually find some solutions together and not return to normal and create a better system and a better society. I really want to be back trapped in another system. I just want to be living in community with all of you wonderful people. Um, happy. Maybe sometimes we're healthy. Maybe sometimes we're not because health is also capitalistic scheme um but that's that's it that's all and if you have questions you've asked yourself in regards to capitalism and insecurity please reach out to me you can find me on social media um send me an email and and let's chat about it because no one can do it in isolation and we all have to work to create a better world and, and while, yes, <laughs> it is very tempting to want to run away and create your own commune or be a hermit, which I have thought and planned both out, you know, pretty in depth. Um, it doesn't fix anything long term. They're all short term fixes. 
And also communes scare me because, you know, I feel like they're a slippery slope into cults. So, <laughs> um, which I think cults also stem from insecurity. There's, there's a big uh, reason that a lot of crimes, and some are absolutely devastating crimes, and, you know, and some are in my opinion, not, not crimes. It's not a crime to steal bread to be able to survive. It's, you know, and, and that's where a lot of, a lot of crimes stem from is also insecurity. So that's it. If you hadn't thought about it before, where, where are your insecurities and, um, what's the line that draws to capitalistic society? All right, we'll chat soon. Ready to take a deep breath with me? Inhale. Exhale. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch, find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You can also send an email to thisinsecurelife at gmail.com. Music by Miss Darlan their song Since When.